It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun, and I'll be here entertaining you on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You can listen anywhere at 920thejersey.com. You just have to hit that listen now button in the upper right-hand corner. And uh, Wade Weiser, on the board, how are you this week, my friend? Wonderful. Filled with candy. Oh, yes, exactly. Wonderful day yesterday, that little tradition called Halloween. Happy Halloween to everybody. And uh, wonderful job there, giving me a little uh, treat on the board with a little Dave Matthews band, uh, Lie in Our Graves. Um, Just a wonderful song from a wonderful artist who is uh, originally from South Africa, which I thought was a neat tie for the song of the week for our guest this week because I'm pretty fired up because we have, we have a cool guest this week, Wade. Let's get fired up. I am fired Well, you know me. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm always fired up. But, uh, you know, this guy, he, he's a visionary and he's got a really good grasp on the future of country clubs and club management and he's working with the guidance of the PGA of America. I mean, he's, he's a guy that really needs no introduction. He's worked at Congressional. He's worked for the PGA Tour. Just a fantastic leader in professional golf and not only that in club management so i'm really excited to have michael leamhouse on today and uh, you know what let's just let's just start talking to him how about that wade right you know okay. michael leamhouse welcome to springdale golf live how are you today hey keith thank you for that introduction i'm doing great i hope you guys are Oh, we're, it's Friday afternoon. We're having a great time like we do each week on Springdale Golf Live, talking about the pop culture of golf and, you know, entertainment in golf and how golf is evolving and, you know, how, how we're at a really interesting pivot point in the game. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today is that it seems like you have a really good grasp on club management and where the direction that club management is going. And I wanted to talk to you about how, you know, how country clubs maybe see themselves in the next five years or so. And I know you're working with the PGA of America on a new initiative. So it was announced this week, big press release from the PGA of America. Could you bring my listeners up to speed on what you're working on with the PGA of America? Sure, Keith. I, uh, what you're referencing is the announcement that came out this week about uh, ExecuSearch, which uh, is an executive search component of the PGA where we basically are we're already in the search business as the PGA, and we, for our 29,000 members, are constantly looking to them and to uh, making sure they get the best possible employment. This is really to uh, not only assist all of our members, but really to assist the industry at large and uh, to create a opportunity uh, whereby we can connect our members uh, with some of the uh, the top country clubs, the top golf businesses in the country, uh, if not the world. So uh, it's an exciting venture, one that has been worked on for a long time. Uh, it's probably three years in the making, um, and uh, we finally get to announce this and to, uh, to share this with the rest of the industry. So very exciting. 
I, you know, I'm, I'm super tuned up about this. I think it's really cool because from what I understand so far, you're taking the best leaders and putting them with the best places in order to take our industry to the next level. So you become the ambassador or the connector of this program. How did you get involved? And could you give my listeners a little background on who you are and, and, and what you've been up to for your career? Sure. I think the, um, and thank you for that. I think the, the real key here is I've, I've been in this industry in the, uh, in the, the private club golf industry now for probably 30 years. And I've had the opportunity, as you mentioned earlier, to really work at some of the finest places in the, in the country, in the United States. And that then I would imagine transposes to the rest of the world because nobody quite does it as well as we do here. And uh, having worked for the PGA Tour for a number of years, I transitioned um, to Congressional Country Club as their CEO, general manager, and was there for 16 years. And uh, what a fantastic place. In our nation's capital, I had the privilege of doing six of Tiger's events, uh, PGA, uh, uh, PGA Tour events at Congressional. Uh, was there for the 2011 U.S. Open, uh, which Rory won. So... Uh, just some wonderful times at a very traditional, uh, very exclusive uh, number one platinum club in the country. And uh, great members, great staff, and just really had a, a really enjoyable time. I then uh, moved down to the Keys, to the Florida Keys, and uh, never ever thought I'd leave Congressional, but had an opportunity to go down and join Ocean Reef Club which is another uh, one of those wonderful clubs, platinum, number two platinum club in the country, um, but very diversified and very different in a lot of ways to Congressional, where Congressional is a little bit more traditional, um, you know, being an establishment since 1924 uh, in our nation's capital, really golf-centric with a lot of tournaments. Ocean Reef is a residential development, very exclusive residential development, with just a ton of amenities, you know, from an airport to golf courses to a marina to a hospital to a hotel, uh, 17 restaurants, the list goes on and on. So a very, uh, very neat opportunity for me to go down there and be a part of that and sort of get back into some of the hospitality that I did early on in my career. So, you know, that's sort of the background that I bring to this, and really an executive search, as you said, we're looking to find the best and brightest and, uh, and really to help our PGA members be able to compete uh, with, with everybody else in the club space or hospitality space to find the very best positions with the very best clubs and uh, either clubs, resorts, uh, public golf courses that are out there to be able to get them uh, in the door and get them in front of the people that are doing the hiring and uh, and get them uh, get them hired. Now, you and I both know that this is extremely important to where the marketplace is right now. And, and in fact, I'm going to steal a quote here from you. And you say, in a market environment made up of multi-generations, we cannot just make tweaks for the sake of change. We need to reinvent to be relevant to everyone. And this is possible. 
All of us need to embrace a new mindset. The days for the country club lifestyle are not done and dusted. So I love this tremendously positive outlook you have on the world that I live in and at Springdale Golf Club because the members, they are so attached to tradition and they love their club so much. And that's true across the country, right? So I, I want to develop a conversation about how this, you know, getting the best people at the best places is going to help us evolve to the country club of tomorrow. You know, how would you define that situation? Where do you see the country club going? And, you know, how how are we working towards that with getting the right people in those positions? Yeah, really good question. I mean, I was just uh, interviewed by Futurist the other day asking about the, the future of golf and where it's going and what it's, uh, you know, w- w- what do we see in its future? And over the last 10 years, I've been doing, uh, every three years, I've been doing surveys looking at trends in private clubs and golf and what is it that is that is uh, is really what what the members of clubs today are looking for and if you cast your mind back uh, 10 years uh, 10 years ago you know when we started looking and asking questions about what the what the country club uh, member of the future was looking at you know we were seeing things like fitness family uh, diverse food and beverage, diverse menus, um, a cross-section of, of diverse activities uh, for the elder generation, grandparents, parents, and kids. And, you know, when you look at that back 10, 12 years ago, it was really difficult to imagine that 10 years forward we'd actually be seeing that. And crazy enough, that's exactly what's being seen. We are, we are seeing... The golf is still very important. Golf is, is what, you know, a lot of, most all of country clubs do, and we do really well. But suddenly there's a, there's been a, uh, a real interest in food and beverage, a real interest in kids' programs and how kids interact in the, in the clubs. You know, before you were judged as a PGA golf professional by what a great kids' program you had specifically in golf. Well, today, it surpasses not just golf, it's tennis, it's fitness, it's camps, it's, it's all the other things that kids want to do. And, uh, you know, I'm surprised my son lives in the New Jersey area and he works for Nike Golf and he just joined a, a country club. And for somebody, for a kid who grew up in the country club business, he was probably the last person I thought who'd end up buying a membership and being involved in a country club. And, uh, uh, but he is. And I think that's where, Today, where I get excited, I'm leaving uh, tomorrow to go to India to speak in the, at the Asian Pacific Golf Summit. And the topic is on exactly on this, is about country clubs. Are they relevant today? And, and the answer is yes. I think if you are doing all of the things that these surveys and studies tell you, and, and honestly what your members are telling you day in and day out, your members have an opinion, they're telling you stuff. It's a matter of listening and then evaluating and then seeing what of what they're asking makes sense to implement across the board for everybody's enjoyment. Folks, we're here on the line with Michael Leamhouse. And, it, you know, if you're listening in, you're, we're learning a ton from this PGA Master Professional. And we're talking about, you know, the relevancy of country club life and, you know, what makes sense going forward. And what so let, let's let's dig a little deeper into this, Michael. What does make sense 
Because well, not everything that you're getting is feedback from a survey is something that we can do. What do you find that are the best practices that are making clubs the most relevant and that are uh, making the most sense, as you just said in that last answer? What makes the most sense? Well, I think, you know, think about it this way. Uh, let, let's, let's put golf aside for one moment because that is a core of what, you know, I, you know, the private clubs in the United States, about 80% have a golf component. So, but let's put that aside because I think at this stage, the, that golf discussion is a, is a large discussion and there's a lot that goes into that. But let's look at the other portions of what happens at, at country clubs. Yeah, in the past, food and beverage at clubs, you could get away with your sort of steak and potatoes kind of uh, fare at most clubs. Those days are long over. Today, you know, one of the most um, highly remunerated people at clubs are chefs. You know, where before it was obviously the general manager, the director of golf, the, the superintendent, and, you know, the chef never, ever, ever even factored into the, into the equation. Well, today... You know, chefs, depending on where they are and what they're doing, these, these people are earning a ton of money doing what they're doing because they're not just providing, you know, the steak and potatoes fare that, uh, that we've become used to in the old days at clubs. Nowadays, it's, uh, you, you'll see steakhouses, you'll see sushi, you'll see small plates, you'll see tapas, you'll see wine, uh, golf-inspired wine lists. There are so much that, that can be done in food and beverage. And when you think about a captive audience uh, that you have in a club, why wouldn't you expand your food and beverage offerings to basically cover the wants and needs and desires of your membership? Why would you have them leave your club and frequent other restaurants when, in fact, you have that right in the place that they love coming to? I mean, people join clubs because it's like-minded individuals who want to bandy together and do the similar things. So when you have that, and they've already paid money to join, they're paying dues, why wouldn't you want them there? Why wouldn't you want to take care of their kids? Why wouldn't you want to give them those opportunities to work out, play tennis, play pickleball, go out and play golf with their friends, uh, all of that? I think so. That's one area that I think is... Uh, is important. And the others are, are lifestyle choices, you know, things like dress codes, you know, uh, social media, uh, the use of cell phones, iPads, all of the other things. Suddenly, you know, back 10 years ago, that was taboo. You know, there are, you know, cell phones just, you know, weren't welcome. You know, you couldn't have a, a laptop out. Well, today, you know, clubs today have realized that if we want our members to utilize the clubs if we want them to enjoy it. We have to be thinking outside the box and we have to embrace the way people live today. And, uh, and that's the way they live today. Dress codes are very different today than they were 15 years ago. So I think the clubs of the future, the clubs that are successful, um, have moved with the times. Uh, you, you referenced my quote. One of the the things in the quote is a positive disruption. How do we look at disrupting the industry in a very positive way that makes people kind of sit up and think, well, why aren't we doing that? It makes perfect sense for us to be doing that as a club or as, a, as an organization. So uh, it's, I think it's very exciting times. I think we're on the cusp of something that's very exciting. And uh, with hospitality the way it is with members 
expectations with the the whole concept of personalization. You only have to go to Starbucks. You only have to go to, you know, to the Nike website, to any of these different big box. Everything's personalized. So why can we not do that? And the successful clubs today are doing that. Keith, let me say this as well, though, because there, there's a place and a time for everything. And, you know, there are a number of very, very successful traditional clubs. And I'm not suggesting that every club has to do what we've just been talking about. I think each club has to evaluate their own, their own structure, their own ethos, their own culture to understand what that is. And don't try and be something you're not, but embrace the changes that, that your membership and your club will embrace. And you and I know the clubs I'm speaking of. They are world-famous clubs. They're not going to change. They are going to, and nor should they change because that in itself is what makes them so special. So, again, I want to make sure people understand as we talk about this, it's not a uh, one, you know, one thing fits all. It is really understanding who you are, understanding your club's culture, understanding what the members' wants, needs, and desires are, and then trying to think about how you can meet those expectations. Well, you know, Michael, you have a ton of great points here. And folks, we're talking to Michael Lemaus, and Michael is a PGA master professional, and he's leading a new program or initiative with the PGA of America, trying to get the best leaders at the best places here in golf. And, you know, I can appreciate your disclaimer there and everything, but even the most prestigious and longstanding traditional clubs are going to evolve because the people within them involve. We all change. And what, you know, what my wants and needs and likes of my parents were versus mine versus my children is going to change the culture of every club. Now, it'll take generations to do that, but everyone's going to change. And I just love the fact that we can have a really positive discussion about this. And I love the term positive disruption because that's basically what Springdale Golf Live is. It's us talking about the entertainment and pop culture aspects of the game and what make it so relevant to five different generations. And, you know, I think this is a really cool conversation we're having today. And there's one thing I need to do, which is a tradition here, which is certainly a, a manner of positive disruption, there's no doubt, which is our rapid-fire Q&A with our guests. Our listeners love to learn about our guests on a personal level. So, you up for this? Because I know you're up for a lot of things. I mean, my, my listeners, they would need to know that you've completed two Ironman triathlons and that you've run in over 40 marathons. So, kudos for that. But I hope you're prepared for rapid-fire Q&A. Are you ready for this? I'm as ready as I'm going to be, Keith. Fire away. All right, here we go. You can view one game this afternoon. Is it a rugby or a soccer game? Ooh, uh, it's World Cup rugby time at the moment, and tomorrow the Springboks are playing England in the finals, so the answer is rugby. Ha, I might have known that, Wade, just to get him, right? Just, just, just checking. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your driving skills. Golf driving or car driving? Oh, come on, car. Car driving skills, I'd uh, put myself at a 10. Ooh, a 10. I like that. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I live in a black and white world, so not a lot of grayscale for me. Fair enough. Coffee, yes or no? Absolutely. Stronger the better. All right. Favorite app on your phone? Ooh, the weather app. If you having, could... spent, having spent time down in Ocean Reef with uh, hurricanes and everything else, it became a very firm favorite. All right. If you could see a live concert, who would you go see? 
Uh, dead or alive, uh, I would say, irrespective of whether it's dead or alive, I'd want to see the Beatles or Elvis. Okay. Add one person to Mount Rushmore. Hmm. I'd probably go with uh, one of my favorite South African golfers, and that would be Gary Platt. That's a great choice. Hobby outside of golf? Photography. All right. Yesterday was Halloween. What's your favorite candy? Um, I'm not sure you get them here. They call Smarties, but that closest would be M&M. Okay, another good choice. Peanut M&M. Oh, peanut. All right, we've got to have that distinction. All right, when you hear the word innovator, who's the first person that comes to mind? Um, No, I should know his name. Uh, Elon Musk from Tesla. And part of that is because he and I happen to go to the same high school together. But irrespective of that, I think what he has done is just unbelievable. Of course, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, there are so many, but I really think he, uh, he's scaled the heights, he's found the depths, but then scaled the heights back again. I, I really like what he's done. Well, you know what else is unbelievable, Michael? Having you today on Springdale Golf Live. I can't thank you enough for being here. I've got to run to break. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Keith, appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thank you, man. All right, be well. 3.15 p.m. in the afternoon here in Princeton. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Dave Matthews Band, take it away. Rich and distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Wade, you know it, man. Turn it up. Strong legs and even wings to fly. 
Brothers, and ain't wasting time no more. You know I love to rock it out in the second segment, and uh, I appreciate you on the board every week. There, Wade Weiser, producer extraordinaire. Good song and good song choice in the second half there for the song of the week. And uh, you know I chose the Almond Brothers uh, because we just ain't wasting time no more. You know, we are here, episode 81 of Springdale Golf Live, and we're doing our thing. And uh, just to, you know what, it was really cool. And, you know, sometimes, because I don't know Michael, and uh, I'd been introduced to him, and, you know, someone who was a fan of the show said, you know, Keith, I think you'd really enjoy an interview with Michael because he has a very visionary viewpoint of, you know, the country club direction and that's your world. And, you know, I think your members would really think it's cool that, you know, to see where, you know, what, where the world's going and how the PGA of America is really jumping on top of this and trying to be leaders in the forefront, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I have no expectations when I go to talk to Michael and I mean, man, that guy just blew me away. I mean, he knew exactly what's going on. He's going to India to talk to them about country club life. And he just dropped that in there too. It wasn't like a big thing. I'm going to India, Martin. Blah, 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 blah. Well, okay. Yeah. I feel like if he says he's going there tomorrow, like, shouldn't he be there already? Yeah. Well, he's going to be, yeah, he'll be there Thursday. Yeah. It's, a, it's a long trip. No kidding. No he's kidding. Where's he from? He well, he's from South Africa. Okay, but, but uh, he's here. He lives here. Yeah, he lives in D.C. Okay. now. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know, just a tremendous guy. And I'm so happy that we had the opportunity to talk to him and, and talked about all those fun things. And you know, speaking of going over to the other side of the world, the PGA Tour is still at it, going strong. I mean, they're they're over there at the HSBC Classic. We have a World Golf Championship taking place right now on the other side of the world, and we've got you know near the top of the leaderboard, one stroke off is Rory McIlroy. So you know, what's interesting to me is that there was all this talk about the off-season of the PGA Tour, and there is more stuff going on in golf right now than I think there was back in July. When Taker, when Tiger was taking time off, and you know it was like, oh, we have all these events so close to one another. Justin Thomas wins two weeks ago. Tiger Woods, and we'll get to him in a second, wins 82 last week. And then this week, we've got guys like Rory and Xander Shoffley and Adam Scott young European standout Matthew Fitzpatrick is leading the event. I mean, golf's got a lot of great things to talk about. And then when we get through this weekend, Tiger's got to come on and he's got to start to talk about, you know, who his captain's picks are for the President's Cup. And then we're going to, you know, try try to like, you know, ramp up to that all of a sudden. And then it's going to be President's Cup time and then it's going to be the holidays and we'll be back at Kapalua. I mean, it's unbelievable. The LPGA Tour is playing every week. I mean, there's two PGA Tour events this week. I mean, if you can keep up. If if you don't want to stay up at night and watch them over at the HBC, you've got over in Bermuda, you got Scotty Scheffler shooting 62. He's leading over there. So we got an event in Bermuda. The PGA Tour is worldwide. Golf is worldwide. And it can't be in a better place. And speaking of being a better place, our man, Tiger Woods, win number 82. And, you know, I, I, I've i thought about all week how to put that into perspective. And, folks, you, you know, I'm a big Tiger fan. And uh, it's so I'm so happy to see him back doing his thing. And, and, you know, a lot of people, now that he got the Sam Snead in number 82, you know, they start to talk about can he catch Jack and can he, you know, can he get up to 18 majors and, and so on and so forth. And I, and I just ask people, I say, at this point, name me another golfer that's won three times in the last 14 months, including a major, right? That's a very short list. You know, it it has a name like Brooks on it, but that's it. You know, is Tiger back? Forget being back. He's won three times in 14 months. Tiger's just here. 
You know, and I think it's really cool. And you know, as I started to think about 82 wins, so Tiger's first win is he comes out on tour in the summer of '96, and he goes out. And he's got eight events to play in, and he wins two of them. And the first one's Las Vegas. He wins it in a playoff, but it was 1996. So Wade, we're gonna have some fun here, right? 1996. I graduated from Holy Cross. Okay. There's um, no math involved here, is there? Yeah. Um, no, there's none. This is this is more about pop culture. You know the way the show goes each week. All right. So. The most popular athlete at that time, Lance Armstrong. Not so popular anymore. No, 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 no not no. so popular anymore. Yanks won the World Series, yes, not did. the Nationals. All right, so Yanks won the World Series. All right, Bill Clinton gets reelected. So this kind of gives you a perspective of what's going on in the world. And one of the most popular movies was Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise. Now, Tom Cruise is still around, and so is Tiger Woods. But 82 wins, i got to give my man a hand, Tiger Woods. I mean, it's just, it's just an incredible feat, and I'm, I'm so happy that he's there, and I hope he keeps going, and I hope the, the Jack conversation remains relevant. I mean, I think it's really important for golf, and I think it's, it's got us all in a good place. And, and I know that interview with Michael, I learned a lot, and I can't wait to go back and talk to the board and Troon and all those folks at Springdale and say, hey, you know, Look at the things we need to be doing, and uh, um, you know, let's make us ourselves as relevant as we can be, and have some fun here. Uh, you know, after all, I am the director of fun. Well, it's your official title. Yeah, official. <laughs> un- you unofficial. don't just hand that title out. Yeah, it's like the difference between uh, infamous and famous. Right. Anyway, all right, fine. You know, you're giving me the sign here before we head over to Doug Gottlieb. All right, folks. Hey, don't forget to hit me up on social media at KJPGA, and of course, you know, I got to thank all of our supporters and sponsors here. I mean, we can't do it without them. Episode 81. So happy to be doing our thing, and of course, it's due to the New Jersey Golf Foundation and Summit Golf Brands. Certainly, my man Jimmy FH. Wadsworth, Troon, the Board of Governors at Springdale. Can't thank you all enough for your support. Certainly the support of the membership and everyone that listens to the show. Thanks for tuning in. It means a lot. It means a lot to our sponsors and supporters. You know, folks, I'm heading to Springdale, but where are you headed? And let the tower be your guide, because from Princeton to Palm Beach Gardens, and of course everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey.